As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. is freshly roasted and ethically sourced it's music to your ears shake up the way you wake up at kingscoastcoffee.com welcome to episode 122 of star wars and scotch it's kevin with my boy tim hey and we're hanging out on a wednesday morning yeah drinking coffee and mm-hmm. scotch no i am oh all right what's your scotch like I've told you it's the only way I can get the day started. What is, is it? What scotch did you put in, in your coffee? coffee? Uh, the this mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Crazy. You have to. Oh, you can tell. Oh, he's so drunk already, Chad. This is gonna be that one. This will be an interesting it's podcast. It's delicious. Today we're <laughs> talking about Bad Batch season two, episode twelve, which uh, came out this morning or evening, depending on where you are in the world. Uh, And then Mando season three, episode two, both were pretty good episodes uh, to advance a lot going on in both parts of the timeline. So we'll dive into that in just a moment. But before we do that, I mean, with the scotch, I'm obviously drinking delicious King's Coast coffee this morning. Tim, how are you taking your coffee? Because you always have some sort of interesting, different way that you're doing it. So I'm no, it's just, it's just a standard pour over, Kevin. Please. Oh, oh so sorry to disappoint that I didn't go <laughs> above and beyond. But it uh, shows you how versatile the coffee is that Tim can enjoy it in many true. different ways. It's true. Someone commented my passion for coffee the other day, and I was like, you know what? Thanks. Glad you. I'm glad you've noticed. You are passionate so, about coffee. Enjoy it. You invest in the ability to make good coffee. And if you're buying King's Coast, that's what we suggest you do anyway. So kingscoastcoffee.com. Uh, make sure you're uh, part of that King's Club. I keep telling you all, 
people people message us and they're like, I missed out on well, sorry. We we warn you every week that you should go drink delicious King's Coast coffee and join the King's Club, kingscoastcoffee.com. GCX is right around the corner. It's going to be here before you know it. The hotel block is open. You can go to gcxevent.com, book your hotel room. Uh, you can get your tickets, gcxevent.com slash tickets. Um, I will say this is the event planner. We are over 65% of the floor already sold. Uh, we already have more vendors than we did last year. Okay. So, And there was a yeah. lot of people last year, so okay. There was 8,500 people there last year, but we already have more. <clears throat> and for those of you who are nostalgic about 2019, we're back on that side of the hotel. So we uh, uh, will have a similar setup, not the same, to what we had in 2019. Uh, and we're working on all sorts of stuff. We'll start announcing it in the next few weeks. Uh, we were really, really exciting um, new piece of the puzzle that uh, we'll, we'll – how do I say this without giving it all away? It will uh, play into the conclusion of, of your time in Orlando and in GCX. Tim knows what I'm talking about. Uh, so we hope you, yeah. Uh, so Kevin's going to have a big GCX puzzle that you guys have to do in the rotunda. Is that what you mean by like the big puzzle piece? No, I'm just looking at my oh. the other thing. Okay. The other thing at the place. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh huh, uh huh, yeah, with the that one. Wee. Yep. Yeah, we, that's a good one. We, GCX event.com slash ticket. You come meet Tim. You could, you could come meet me. You can meet me, Kevin. You could meet Professor Broman. You could meet Professor Bro. You can meet Dr. Lupo. Oh, yeah, that guy. Remember him? I remember him. We're fighting. Are you fighting? No, we're not fighting, but we haven't played video games in a while. So, like, chat probably oh, so assumes chat that we're assumes, fighting. Yep. Yeah, that you're, yeah, it's you're just fighting. an ongoing joke. Yeah. The, the sex was bad one night, so they just decided that they yeah, needed to Yeah, you didn't pull my hair the right way, and I said, enough, Ben. Mm-hmm. Oh man, I was he was drinking coffee, so I tried to go for something just like weird and left field and nothing happened. I was hoping for a little spit take. Damn. No, I forget what my wife said. She said something the other day that made me spit out my coffee. Uh no, it was it was it was either swallow the really hot coffee real quick or spit it out. And I chose to swallow and it burned, but it was so funny, whatever she said. So that's how good King's Ghost is. You always want to swallow. <sighs> King's Ghost swallow, don't spit. <laughs> that's so much better than better than murder free kevin i'm telling you that's a better tagline than murder free oh my god Tim's king's gonna run king's coast coffee you don't oh, want to spit like i mean like so what'd you, what part of your body did you work out today legs i fried my quads like 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 i i got out of the the leg lift machine like every after every set i went oh fuck like like just waddled out it was it Are was you over 400 it's good on on oh for Presses, for back squat right? for back squats oh back squats that's what it was no no, no i was doing leg lifts this morning oh, um okay. but back squats i mean like i'm on my way to the the 400 pound club i'm at the 365 okay almost so. there we're getting there. And almost the 500-pound club for leg press. So, like, we're getting there. We're getting there. What did What'd you work out today, Kevin? Arms and shoulders last night. Nice. I can't do Wednesday mornings. So, arms and Good. shoulders last night. And then I'll do cardio and core later this afternoon. I added a second arms workout. So, there's one in the plan that I'm doing. And then I have the Superman Henry Cavill one. So, I split them up, like, three or four days apart. And I do two days of arms and shoulders. Nice. You're gonna get Superman boulder shoulders. That's what I want. Nice. So we'll yeah. It's yeah. 
see what happens. Man, that man has amazing, just, just an amazing physique. Everything, everything. I read an article last night uh, that the more that comes out about the woman that made The Witcher, the more I can't stand her. Mm-hmm. Uh, she basically said that Henry Cavill was so annoying because of his passion for The Witcher on set. Like he was being. Oh, annoying. so annoying that he wants this to be a good project. I know. I was like, this show is going to absolutely bomb without him. So. I can't believe that he wanted it to be good. Boo. What a terrible man. So. Yeah, apparently they announced, too, that they're going, like, like you're going to see stuff that's not in the books or the games. And I'm like, oh, we're making up our own stories, too. Okay, all right. <laughs> Yay. Henry leaves. We're... I'm like, it's a disaster. At this <laughs> they point, end up in so. America in 1945. <laughs> Fuck, why is there, there a witcher War here during World War II? Yeah, it'd be great. <laughs> Captain um... America shows up. <laughs> it's the, it's the, Disney, the <laughs> Disney crossover with Witcher. Perfect. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, and then Willow, that's their uh, <laughs> it's their flagship show. Dude. I'm stuck on the last episode because I've been dedicating all my time to Last of Us, so or video games. So it's been uh, you'll get there. Yeah, I know. If I just one more episode. I got to do that, and then I got to jump back into Marvel because I'm still stuck on Miss Marvel because that show just did not land with me. It gets better. Okay, that's good to know. I'm like three episodes better. in. Oh, it gets much better. Okay, good to know uh cool let's talk about bad batch first sure so like you said very action heavy um, very action heavy but huge huge gaps being filled in because we literally saw the changeover in real time of the clone troopers being decommissioned and the stormtroopers being put into it's action. kind of sad he's like what do i do now like and then just like i don't know yeah, oh. go figure it out. Talk to the Imperial Information Bureau, the IIB. Again, apparently. they do a really good job of making you hate the Empire and feel like there are certain aspects of just like, oh, that hits a little close to home. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, it's just like, it, it's like when people come back from wartime. I mean, we saw this with a lot of veterans. Like, they come back from war and they're like, what do I do now? And everyone's like, I don't know. Go figure it out. Go figure it out. And it's just like, ugh, that's just like, it's just an ick feeling. And seeing that, like, in a show, it makes it kind of just brings it home even more. It's like, oh. So, yeah, it was it was pretty. Um, it was pretty. Up- oh, I got scratches on my glass. It was cool. Just notice that. Random. Sick. Um, so it was. Uh, you know. When they left, mm-hmm. the way the lieutenant was talking to Crosshair, I was like, something is this is Crosshair's turning point one way or another. This is it. This is the episode. Because I knew we weren't going to see the Bad Batch, the rest of them, this episode. I yep. knew that at some point, this was the turning point for him one way or another. So, once he, the lieutenant was talking to him the way he was, I was like, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Here we go. Mm-hmm. The story did not go the way I thought it would at all. Um, How did you think it was going to go? When he put on his helmet... I said this is either the beginning of the Death Trooper program, so I think I think we're right about that, or he's going to defect. And, and they were on Coruscant when he was getting the mission briefing? Yeah. Right before they, they locked in and went to Barton 4, I think it was called the plane. Yeah. Uh-huh. When they got there, I said, okay. And then we started, we met the clone trooper. He hadn't shaved, which is against oh, I love his name, too. Mayday was fantastic. I love, I love just, that. He just didn't care. You know, he just was like, whatever. So 
once that happened, I knew that was going to have an influence on him. And then when he said, well, everyone's dead and I've asked for help a bunch of times. I've asked for new equipment, all this stuff. And the lieutenant didn't care. I said this. Okay. So he's going to defect. I did, he's not going to die. You know, he's not going to die. He's too important to that part of the story. So I said, he's probably going to defect. The insurgents that they ran into at first, I thought they were going to be rebels. Oh, so in my head, I thought originally they were defected clone troopers. That would have been interesting too. I that's what I that. thought. That's what I thought was going to happen is that Mayday thought that maybe his men had died. Like they went out on patrols and they never came back and it was them actually escaping. Like they had just gotten to the point where they're just like, fuck this. Like the empire, like the empire is not coming to help us. So there's going to be no help. We're stuck here. And they're just like, let's just go out. We'll just survive and do our thing but that wasn't the case but that's where that's where my head was with this yeah so then i thought they were talls you know what talls are no i'll show you talls they're like snow creatures in in star wars uh do these guys you've seen them so when i show you the picture you're gonna know um then i thought they were talls in in oh Legends. i've seen these oh i've seen these okay i didn't know that's what they were called yeah, and EU Legends, they serve the Empire. Uh, yeah, them. Um, <laughs> and apparently the they're like talk. super vicious. Which is yeah, they awesome. look like Wookiees with a straw mouth. So Winter um, Wookiees. I thought that might play into it. I was like, okay, maybe maybe they're talls. But then they were just... Then I thought they were droids at one point. Mm -hmm. With the way they were talking. Also, did you see the loader droid from Obi-Wan in the beginning? Yes. Uh-huh. Oh, that was really good. Uh, um, so then I thought they were droids. Then I realized they didn't play into the plot at all. Mm -hmm. They were just stealing. And I was yep. like, okay, where is this going? Mm -hmm. Then I remembered what he said. Like, mate, he said, like, basically, I'd leave your body. I don't care. Mate, he's like, remind me not to die on your right. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> that was a good line. <laughs> I'm like, all right. Okay, this is, this is going somewhere. Then I thought, okay, they're going to freeze out there. Uh -huh. He's going to be near, Crosshair's going to be near death. And that's how they're going to turn him into a death trooper. Because like yeah, the like Necrosis they, like, and all that. Back, huh? Right, the Necrosis and all the stuff that we've read about Death Troopers and whatnot. I was like, okay, maybe this is like the beginning. They want to salvage, quote unquote, him. Mm -hmm. No, <laughs> I was wrong again. <laughs> so it just kept going. And I'm like, all right, they get back safe. And then I was like, oh, Mayday's going to die because no one's going to help him. Once I saw that it was all Stormtroopers and all the clones were gone. Well, also the other, I think the other clue for like why you felt like something bad was going to happen was when they, uh, when the first attack happened and he shoots, he has like that PTSD moment with all the fire and whatnot. And he kind of like starts like heavy yeah. breathing and like freaking out. Like that was like the first inclination. I was like, something's not right here. Like something bad's going to happen. Either his chips malfunctioning or, you know, he's just like, he's snapped. He's reached his breaking point. It was, um. Yeah, I really liked seeing that in Crosshair. It made him feel more vulnerable. Yeah. And he had like he had um frostbite on his head. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, this is gonna but he put Mayday and all the other armor, so you were you were seeing compassion from him probably mm -hmm. for the first time. Well, because he saw time. because he saw well before he got that briefing when he had his helmet off, he saw how that clone was being treated treated. Right. Um he was like like you there at that moment, he was like, oh, this sucks. Like they're, they're my brothers, you know, it's like, well, like I'm still, I'm okay. And they're getting kicked to the curb. And so then again, that, that, that level of compassion was shown, which I, which I liked again, it made him feel vulnerable. It made him feel more he, like just 
human. It made him feel like he wasn't just a, a, a soldier. Yep. So, at the end, obviously, he shoots the lieutenant. Kind of saw that coming once they started talking. The lieutenant was an ass. I'm glad he died. Like, they did a oh, really yeah. good job of making... Like, they've done... Through the entirety of this show, they have done one thing really, really well. Uh, well, I guess two. One, it's, re- it's just like a fun thing to watch. Two... Uh, they really make you hate the Empire. Yeah. Which they haven't really done in other shows. Like, the we've always joked, like, oh, the Empire didn't do anything wrong. Um, but, like, in this, it really, really makes the Empire look like the bad guys. Like, it really brings that just, like, they are the villains. It's, it, it's good. It, the other thing they've done, and this is this is something I've been doing for a while, is the this feels like the culmination of the humanizing of the clones. This feels like the the pinnacle yep. of it. We've mm-hmm. reached the mountaintop of a bad whatever happens over the next four or three episodes, whatever it is that's left, will be the pinnacle of that part of the story. Yeah. Um, and we know from last... I have a feeling these next few episodes are going to play heavy. They have, they have to be, they have to be some of the most impactful episodes because they set the scene about Omega last episode when they said that she's the key to all of this. Like they, they brought a lot more attention and a lot more weight to Omega being a part of the show now, which is nice because when they introduced her, it was kind of like all over the place. Like we knew that like the closest, that the only like big, piece of information we knew about Omega is that she is the direct uh, copy of Boba. Like they are, they're, they're one and the same. They're the alpha and Omega. He's, he's alpha and she's Omega. So like, that's, that's really cool. Um, And so like, I I would love to see that tie into um, the book of Boba Fett of of somehow. um, Cause I feel like there's still a lot more to be told there. I would, I would love to see more unless they kill off Omega at the end. Uh, which could possibly, they've got to tie it all up. Unless there's going to be a third season? Question mark? Maybe, but it wouldn't have anything to do with this story, in my opinion, even if there was a third season. I feel like Well, then it couldn't, be the, it couldn't be the Bad Batch, then. Well, the... <laughs> I don't think it could be the Bad Batch, because the Bad Batch was their code name for Clone Force 99. Yeah, they could still be Clone Force 99. Mm-hmm. And the Bad Batch is also, like, the Bad... Like they yeah, were the, bad yeah, batch the, well, of clones. The, yeah, right. Because but, but they were the only group that were genetically modified. Yeah. The, it's it's so I'm reading Queen's Hope, the Amidala book. Oh yeah, how's that? It's interesting. Like one of the clones, so they were talking about one of the clones and they call her sister. And I was like, oh, there's a female clone. That's interesting. But then they're now they're saying she's transgender. And I was like, okay. That's interesting. But at first I was like, oh, are there other... Because the way they were talking, it was her and Anakin. Uh-huh. And the way they were talking, it was like, almost like there was genetic modification that did happen. Uh-huh. And then they alluded to the fact that she was transgender. She so transgender I'm wondering if there's... Because of the clones? I'm... Well, that that's where I was confused. Is is It sounded like it was a choice. Because they did say, you know, what gender, gender you identify as, whatever. But it also, she said something about genetic modification. And I didn't know if that was just clones in general or that. So it was it was just an interesting. It would be it would be bit. interesting to see if a clone like went out and had that done on like shore leave. But I wonder if that like does that go against like 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 to get like tattoos or like anything like that like while you're like a part of. They the get army. tattoos. 
Oh, you're right because they have yeah. So then I guess that would fall under that because in that timeline, like their 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 modifications, their body modifications are very easy to do. It seems like so, like yeah, to so have I, a clone that that is transgender that would probably be easy to pull off. But the way she said genetic modification made me think that maybe she was modified. That maybe oh, by the camp by the Kaminoans. I don't know. Like they didn't really go oh, into it. It was just that's kind of a conversation in passing with Anakin. So huh. it was interesting to think that there might be other modified genetic clones out there or genetic genetically modified clones out in the in the system somewhere that were decommissioned now that they could find like with echo echo wasn't genetically modified he was engineered huh like from from bio and you know like any other um what's it called a cyborg in star wars so right. it's just it's just interesting to think that maybe there's other ones out there and they're not the only five right that were genetically modified. So that could be season three too as well. Okay. But we'll uh we'll see where they go. But the ending was was probably the most interesting part. We saw the assistant to the doctor that we met in the last episode, Dr. Hemlock, that's his name. Um, who is running the facility on Tantus, the cloning facility. Now, mm-hmm. initially, you could all say, Oh, they're gonna clone Crosshair. Tim and I do not think that I don't think we so. Think we think he is he is patient zero for the Death Trooper program. Yeah, I'm still uh, holding I, on to that. I I feel like the end of that episode is the irrefutable proof that he is patient zero. Yeah, she was so, alluding to the fact that whatever they're going to do to him is going to hurt a lot. Yeah, it, it kind of like reminds me of like uh, like Picard when he becomes Borg almost. Yeah, you know? and I could see them not wanting to put that into a live action scenario because kids do watch. And okay, put that in live re- action. Just real quick, Kyler was watching Mando with me today, uh-huh. so I just want you to know that like he actually like stood there and started asking questions. Like, where is that? Who is this? I was like, that's Bo-Katan. He's like, oh, Bo-Katan. Is she a Boba Fett? I'm like, no, no, she's a Mandalorian. Oh, she's a Mandalorian. I just, I just like kids do his, watch it. It is. It his, was actually really fun. His thought process is right though. Is she a Boba Fett? Because he just didn't know the terminology, mm-hmm. so he knows that they're all alike. Yeah. Um, Anyways, so yeah, and we watched Mandalorian. Hunter was like, "Wake me up every week. I want to watch Mandalorian." With That's so morning. cool, man. So, um, I think they know kids are watching, and I think the Death Trooper fine to see with all their armor on. Yeah. But once you take the veil back, I think they're going to relegate that to comics, animated, and books. Yeah, um, it's a little much. But yeah, I mean, like we so, did see like an, a floating eye inside a robot today. So I mean, like. We're gonna talk about that. That was, yeah, I'm just um, I'm just saying. I mean, like there is some Doctor Frankenstein stuff going on in Star Wars right now, and we know that from the modders from Book of Boba Fett yeah. too. Uh-huh. So um, it was very interesting to see that at the end. So Tim and I truly believe that this is the beginning of yeah. the Death Trooper program. That he I is patient so. zero. Uh, it, would, it would flow really nicely into Rogue One, is yes. that just because of the timeline and like where we are. Um, like if he starts the death trooper program and then he gets assigned to, you know, like Tarkin or he, you know, like the emperor, like whatever, like it would like, and then it would just, it would flow perfectly into that. Does the emperor have death troopers assigned to him? Uh, uh no, he's got the Imperial guards. I was going to say, yeah. Yeah. Um, but guards. like only, only moffs had, uh, moffs or high ranking officials had death troopers. Yeah. Cause Krennic has death troopers too. Right. But, but he, but he was. He was given death troopers because of his importance for the energy program. Did Galen? Galen Urso? I don't 
No, he did not. There would be no reason yeah. unless unless they were they were sent there to watch him, but they were not like he would. They don't have seem his like own. they don't seem like that type. I think they would just use stormtroopers. Yeah, remember, like Vader, even like Vader had his own. The only other thing that I think can happen, and I do not think this is it. I still maintain the death trooper thing. Is somehow he'll be genetically modified to be a purge trooper. I don't. But I'm on the death trooper train. I don't think you need to. I mean, like, but or trained or something, something modified to be to fight and hunt Jedi. That could be interesting. But I think purge. Now I'm curious. Now I'm curious to see, like, what is the actual Death canon? makes way more sense. I'm just throwing out another thought that passed through when I was watching. Mm. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know, Kevin. That's an interesting thought. I'm going to hold on to Death Trooper. I'll, I'm, I'm, that's, that's I'm my feeling. Yeah, I'm with you. I, I just want to throw that out there because I thought of it and I said, well, maybe they did something to him specifically to hunt Jedi. Yeah. That would be it with the Inquisitors, obviously. So, but I don't know. Death Trooper sounds way more interesting, cool, and lore that we haven't touched, aside from knowing what they are and whatnot. Yeah. So, so, so okay, just real quick, looking at like the Purge Trooper entry on uh, fandom. Mm-hmm. It says Purge Troopers were a variant of stormtroopers that were tasked with hunting down Jedi Knights that had survived Order sixty six. Originally composed of clone troopers, they were eventually supplemented and replaced by non clone human recruits. Drawn from the stormtroopers' core, so they're just they're just like special forces. Okay. So I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't, I would just say they're just like the the elite stormtroopers, which would then I don't even like. So then, <laughs> so I I don't I, I I would be really curious to see how the hierarchy of these like the stormtrooper program works now because you've got just basic ass stormtroopers, and then you've got like purge troopers, you've got death troopers, um. And everything in between so it's just like who like who does what who's like how do you get how do you get put into those programs i'm very very intrigued i'm I'm sure at some point or if it hasn't been done already like the different um the different rankings for this we will find out oh you know who else had death troopers uh, remember minister uh Hayden from the end of rebels when they're uncovering the veil of the force yes he had death troopers with him too. Yeah, again, it's like high-ranking officials, you know, people yeah. who are like super important. I wonder if cuz we don't see them after in like aftermath and stuff to my recollection. What? Death troopers some aside no, from No, cuz because they were they were like a small group already. Like they were like Gideon has a few left over, I think. He might. I wouldn't be I surprised. Think he did in that scene. I don't remember. He like lined everyone up. I think I, he had a few. Um. Oh no, Gideon. Oh, sorry. Yes. Uh. In in book in in uh in Mando. He in season yeah. season one at the end they do fight Death Troopers. Yeah. So he had like two or three. So yeah, the idea of like the idea of Death Troopers still being assigned to their moths and you know some of the moths are still alive. We know that from aftermath. We know that from from uh the Mandalorian. So like the idea of like Death Trooper still being out there 100%, but like the, is the, I would assume the program itself died with the fall of the Empire. So here's my theory is the reason we don't hear about them in Aftermath, because with that group of admirals and moths and ministers and whatnot that are always fighting with each other in Aftermath, yeah, uh-huh. 
that council. We don't hear about them having death troopers. So I'm sure the program got shut down because they couldn't make more of them because they probably lost a facility at Tantus or wherever they were producing them. Um, and that's why they just die out in the story is there's well, no also there was no there was no death troopers in the original trilogy movies and right. we see admirals all the time and there was no death troopers assigned to admirals also we never got to see death troopers with Grand Moff Tarkin but I mean like one could as one we've only ever seen him on the bridge so we could assume that like they just didn't follow him onto the bridge right. um so yeah, I mean, like I think that's the way they kind of like clear that up is like that's why they only like the moths have them or like the hiring officials because you don't ever really see them, uh, except are, for like a these few are the points. Pitfalls of telling a story out of order over forty something. It's years. really yeah. It, there's a lot of things you have to be careful with. You have to treat it with but a how, lot of respect. But how do you pass up a cool opportunity like putting death troopers in the story? I mean, come on. Uh, yeah, no, exactly. I agree with you. You got to. You got to. So. Uh, interested to see how Bad Batch wraps this up because I have a feeling I have a feeling this is gonna be like the end of uh, the last season of Clone Wars. Where we're in for a wild ride of of the story of how the clones get this decommissioned fully, mm, yeah, and how they fight back. Because I have a feeling not all of them are gonna. Well, we know not all of them sit on their ass, right, uh, and retire. We know it's, that for a fact. It is very interesting storytelling from Baloney, where it's just like slow, 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 wrap up, and it's like yeah. the last, the last three or four episodes, you're just like, oh shit, I need more of this. Give me, give it. Yeah, so. I feel like we shifted into third gear, and we're just we're about to. <laughs> yeah, with with, with cross with crosshair shooting the imperial official like that took us over the threshold. Yep. So we will see uh, where we land next week. Let's take a break. We'll be back in a few minutes pay some bills, and we're going to talk about uh, Mando Season 3, Episode 2. Be right back. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. 
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We're back. This episode was really good. Apparently we're not side questing, Tim. We're just I know, going I know. I, but I also love that it was R5D4. Like that was just like that was fantastic. Like I'm glad that they like they used him. We knew that he was gonna show up. We knew we just didn't know that he was gonna go see Pelly like right off the, the rip. Um so I'm I'm really glad that they didn't use IG. Uh I'm glad they kind of just like that was that was fun, but at the same time, this makes me hate the first episode even more. I still think we're going to see IG. I think so too, but like it just, it felt like there was like all all of this happened for like nothing. That first episode was a a bunch of just like rehashing of things to make you remember like, Hey, remember IG is still, uh, is still there. Um, Hey, remember the, 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 the children of the watch are still thing are still a thing and they're growing. Um, And Hey, remember Mando's got to go over to Mandalore. The, I think it was, I will wait till the end of the season before I say that, because we got introduced to the Pirates, who absolutely have a role to play. Oh, yeah, yeah, no, I'm just talking about if I'm going from last week to this week, I loved this episode, like, so much, like, oh, my God, from start to finish. Yeah, it's just a night and day, like, experience where I was kind of like, last week's episode, I was like, all right, okay, this is fun, but it's just like, I didn't get the Mandalorian experience that I wanted, and in this episode, I got everything that i wanted i thought it was great also um shout out to katie sackoff we got to figure out how to get her on the show we've hung out with her before uh i would love to try to get her on the show um but she she (laughs) i can text her (laughs) she fucking owned this episode dude she crushed this episode like it was it was hers the entire way through it was awesome. I thought she did a great job. The only part that I didn't like is like, why is she still just moping on her throne every time? It's just like last I week mean, she was just like, last week she's like, I'm sad. This week she's like, I'm sad. <laughs> it's just like if you dude, were the if, if you were the ruler of all that, no, go, decided, oh, go pick some go pick some fruit or something. Bo Katan's being really mopey. Why didn't she go? She should go do painting. Look, do some clay well, work. Sometimes people get depressed and Emo Katan just was not. She wanted to sit in her little castle and listen to My Chemical Romance and cry about it. So uh, I'm it sorry. Is what it is. <laughs> but uh, no, yeah. this, this episode was fantastic. I was like, when we saw Pelly, I always get excited to see Pelly, so that was fun. But She's I was like, fun, oh, dude. shit, are we grabbing Boba already to go do stuff with us? And even they made a joke about that because she was like, are you here to blah, blah, blah with Boba Fett? He's like, no. And I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) Tell me more. Uh, Also, the Jawa uh, uh, little trick they have, I was laughing so hard. She's going to get it done in five minutes. Let's go. All right, bring it in. (laughs) She told him two months. (laughs) It was really good. She's like, she's like, go, go, go find another speeder to break. (laughs) Yeah. And so we figure out the fireworks for the Bunta. Like, so, that, Eve. so that was really cool they brought that back um mm-hmm. kind of just like work that back into the storytelling and just like bring making tatooine you know like just more cohesive i guess we'll never ever get away from this damn sandy planet um so might as well enjoy it while we're there and Pelly definitely makes it 
more enjoyable. I just love her and her little band of of robots. They're like my favorite thing. I love seeing BD, um, seeing a BD droid there, seeing pit droids. It's just like all the really fun droids that you've come to know and love, like R5. Like it's so cool. Like that's like that's from episode four. Like the, yeah. and, and I love that they continue making the joke about R5. Like this droid's falling apart. Like that's 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 the same droid that we met with Luke and his freaking top blows off. Like it's just it's really cool that they just keep that going. He's also scared of everything. He's yeah, he's a he's a nervous he just, little droid. He just goes like this when he doesn't want to do stuff. It's <laughs> his head back and forth. I was like, this droid's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew he was going to survive the whole episode. I was like, there's no way they're letting R five. You can't die. kill him. No. Oh my god, he's he's a an icon. Unless Everyone has R five. Unless he has a beyond epic death like IG eleven, yeah, but I I don't think you can kill I don't think you can kill R five. That's like killing R two D two. R two D two never died. He just always got fried, and he R2-D2 always got the repaired. Only character to be in all nine movies. Yeah, he just well I mean oh C three PO. I think there's one he's not in. I could be wrong. I'm no, pretty sure he's right. in every single one. Is he in episode? Yeah, he has no casing on episode one. He's just uh-huh. wires. Yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah no, I, would right. just, I would say so C-3PO and R2-D2 are probably the only ones that continue in every single movie. Did you ever watch the YouTube video about how R2-D2 is the character? Like, the, the, everything falls apart in, in throughout the entire storyline without R2-D2? Yeah. They like, can't open a door without him. They can't little use... things that would have made everything go disastrously wrong if R2-D2 mm-hmm. wasn't around. It's so good. Yep. Basically, yeah, he, he it's carries like, it's like the weight the, of the franchise on his shoulders. It's the it's the idea that that R two D two is the Samwise Gamgee of this story. Like, oh yeah, without Samwise, <laughs> Frodo's dead. Yeah, well, he's not dead. He's probably a wraith. Uh, without R two D two, we can't kill Palpatine. So Sam, <laughs> Frodo, <laughs> it's uh, mine. Uh, but I'm, sure I'm so so we get we get R five, and then we head off to Mandalore, which is just like. I was shocked. I I thought that was crazy. We just went right there. Um, now, now, granted, I think we're going to be back and forth. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely. I, I love that he was like, Concordia, that's the moon I grew up on. I was like, ah, not to death watch. Da, 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 yeah, da, uh-huh. da. So that was cool. Yeah. It, seeing a planet glassed has always been one of my fantasies. So I'm really happy that we got to see that. That's um, dark. Well, I mean, okay, so in any type of space sim that I've ever played, I've always wanted to glass a planet. I just want to, like, I just want to pull up with a big battleship, and I just want to glass a planet. And Have you played just, Eve? No, I've played a lot of Halo. So Eve would be where you would fulfill that fantasy. Oh, but I don't want to mine. That's my problem, is I played Eve for, like, a trial, and I mined the entire time. You, you don't have to be the miner. So what you'd want to do is find a guild that already exists, tell them what they... And they have to be open to this. Tell them what you want to do, and then, you know, you want to be a warship or something like that, and then they'll put resources into your ship and build it up, and then you can go around and glass planets. Oh, sick. I'll get back to you on that one. Because everyone in EVE has a job, so yeah. your ships have different jobs. EVE also had an alien invasion happen during the pandemic, which I thought was the smartest thing. They would just hit a button. They were like, sorry, you're all under attack now. And so these good. NPC aliens just descended on the entire galaxy. And everyone That's was so like, cool. what the hell is going on? I want to experience that. <laughs> it was it was nuts. It was all God, the, like so cool. gaming news and stuff, how the people in EVE, like people were losing, because you know, EVE currency equates it's, to it's real dollars. Money. 
uh-huh. people were losing thousands of, of dollars, millions and billions of whatever the currency is in EVE over this alien oh. invasion. It was hilarious. Wow. I was watching it on Twitch. It was just nuts. And a game's boring as hell to watch, but watching people freak out because they can't control this. And the developers are just like, ha, <laughs> <laughs> So. Give me that in Star Wars, goddammit. Seriously. Um, so, so yeah, so we we saw the surface completely just glassed over these neutron bombs that they used just completely leveled the planet, which was like wild to craters. see all these big craters with big glass shards sticking out and stuff, and it was like all this like green jade looking. It was really cool. And then we get down to like the one place that we all know and love, the inside of the Mandalorian dome in the capital in the Civic Center. Like that was Sonari like City. that was that was so cool to see because like it was just like that was. The last time that we saw that, it was beautiful, right? It was yep. I mean, mostly beautiful. I mean, like, it was right after Darth Maul and his and his Mandalor his Mandalorian crazy psychopath zealots uh, went on a killing spree, and so like things were on fire, and Ahsoka was kicking ass and stuff. So I mean, but it was still at, it was still whole, uh, and to see just nothing but rubble and and shards of metal and and whatnot, yeah, it, was, it was wild. We don't go to Sundari in Rebels. We go to outposts and rebels, right? Right. We don't actually we don't make it inside. Right. Okay. Like you see it and you talk you talk to Sabine's parents and stuff, but I don't think you actually get inside the capital. Yeah. Correct us if we're wrong. Chat. You can go ahead and do it. That's fine. But I don't remember I don't remember going there. Because Sabine's castle is like all the way out in the middle of nowhere in the snow. In the snowy area. Yeah. Yeah. And then the place that they Deal with deal with the Duchess and all that stuff is in like a desert area when they save her dad. Yeah, it's yeah, it's more desert like and whatnot because everything yeah. that was in the desert was like covered in those domes to save them from all the the harshness then, yeah, of that area of that biome. The last time we see Sindari is when Darth Maul's getting locked up, yep. and the ominous music is playing as the Empire's well, still the Republic slowly occupies Mandalore and under the Mandalorian's nose, and they don't even realize what's happening. Yep. So I love I love the nod to her dad when she was talking about how like she comes from like a royal family and then she yep. talked about like how her dad like gave his life for Mandalore and then and then Mando's like this is the way and I was just like you know it's like it's a good death and things like that. It's really interesting to see like the two like the comparing sides of like the Mandalore quote unquote the Mandalorian way where he's like he's he's all about the mysticism and like the spirituality of being Mandalorian because like that's what he knows and she's all about like the real political governing part of it because that's what she knows and to see these two sides kind of conflict and kind of like bash heads like you can you can see why death watch became a thing yes um because of like how they want to go about ruling their planet versus how um the crease family wanted to go about ruling the planet um and the people in governing you you see the dichotomy of mandalorian society and exactly what she described it's just it's fractured and people fight over the dumbest things. And we see that in a lot of cultural, religious, we, it's very reflective of real life. But one thing I noticed in this episode was Din has become so religious for Extremely. lack of a better term. And he's an extremist. And Bo has become so disillusioned that she doesn't believe in anything. Yes. Anymore. Nothing. Yeah. She's lost hope. And the whole point of what's going to happen this season, in my opinion, and what the end of this episode really showed me is like, you need to meet in the middle if you yeah. want to rebuild Mandalorian society. Right. Because there's some stuff you're right about and there's some stuff we're right about. Great. And that's, I think, where the, where the story is going because the way she read that plaque when they got down to the... Yeah. Um, 
the living waters was so like eye rolling sarcastic and all that stuff and then um the i liked how the i liked how the mine used to be an old mythosaur cave or dwelling it wasn't the mine it was the the living water was an old mythosaur yeah well separate area where where they were at that whole that whole area the the living waters area in the mines um was an old mythosaur den which i thought was really cool uh, and how she's talking about, like, you know, it's from the first the first age of of Mandalore and how Mandalore the Great is the one that, that was down here and like all that stuff. Um, that was neat. That was really, really cool. Can we just get to the part the, after that? The part after. Yeah, we can talk out of order. The part after that was so impactful because now you have to go back to the armor armor's prophecy. Uh-huh. Well, it's not her prophecy. It's just Mandalorian prophecy. First of all, we know that helmet is not Mandalore the Great's helmet. No, it's but generic. I, I thought that was really cool when he just like picked it up and then this freaking robot just grabs him. That was so surprising. I That was wild. That entire sequence was just nutty. We'll, we'll talk about that in a second because I, I that was beyond interesting to me. But at the end, so the, the you know, I knew, you knew he was going to get pulled down by something. I don't think he got I pulled did. down by anything. I think what happened is, is that he was walking because he was already still kind of incapacitated from the drug that he was administered. Uh-huh. He was kind of just like slowly walking down the steps. And when you see when she dives down, those steps are gone. So I think what yeah, happened was that he was he was already like super like tired and heavy. And and I'm sure Beskar just sinks. So as soon as he missed that step, he just went and fell down. Um, so then so she goes diving after him. And well, definitely... He definitely bathed in the water. Well, oh, he, he ba- oh, time. oh, he, he done sunk in the water. Um, uh, that was that that entire. I didn't think she was gonna find him. I I figured he had gotten like washed away or whatever. But um, yeah. To your point, I thought he got grabbed. I thought he was pulled down by someone. I was like, watch, it's gonna be another one of those mutant creatures that's gonna come yanking him down. And he had sunk pretty far because it took her a while to get down there. And then she pulls him up and sees something really cool. An eye opens up. This massive freaking eye. I'm like, what the hell could this thing be? And then you see the horns. You see the freaking horns, Kevin. There's a mythosaur that's still alive. Which means that it heralds a new age for Mandalore. That is what the prophecy says. And that, you know, a new Mandalore will be seated on the throne. A new Mandalore the Great. And, and that prophecy was told to us at the beginning of the first season, season one. the first episode ah! which is awesome and i don't i think that's it i i, I love the mystery like we're not going to see the mythosaur again no i don't think just, so it was just there to or, signify or it'll be the new it'll age. be an avatar moment where like mando's like in this like crazy trouble and the mythosaur comes busting through and helps him fight whatever they're fighting at the end I don't know because there's not a ton of like aside from the skull that we know there's not uh-huh. a ton of imagery even from EU there's people that have drawn based on accounts and things like that. Well, that's cool but, though. That means that it like they have the ability now to fully create just like they did with the the dragon. Like now with the crate dragon, now they have the ability to fully create a mythosaur. Well, we had seen the crate dragon in the video games. Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't like that though. The crate dragons no. that were in Kotor versus the crate dragon that we saw I mean, in—I know, but I'm just—I'm just saying, 2003 like, video game. Yeah, I agree. I'm just—they had a lot more uh, artistic freedom to go about creating this big dragon. 
I would I would prefer it just be a symbol of the heralding of the new age and leave it where it is. I want Mando riding this goddamn mythosaur by the end of this season, goddammit. It is possible because What's-His-Face from season one also said your ancestors rode the great mythosaurs into battle, you know, and you can't ride the Blurg, you weak-ass punk. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, oh, man. Uh, oh, Kuil. 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 Yeah. It was Aww. funny on the, on the roadcaster I'm trying to set up. It has pre- uh, sound clips put in there, and one uh-huh. of them is "This is the way," and the other one is "I've spoken." <laughs> so, um, yeah. So it really depends where it's going. Um, I still don't think Din is the one to rule Mandalore. I don't think so either. I think honestly, I think- watching Bo use the dark saber, I forgot because I was I was like, "Watch, she's gonna have a hard time." And when she was just like, she's just wielding it, just like a normal sword, and I was like, "Oh yeah, she did have it for a while." So the, and the point of those Alamites and the other th- creatures that we saw was to say, like, there is still life on Mandalore. And mm-hmm. even though a lot of these creatures have descended into the depths because they they I don't remember if I read it because I looked it up, uh, you know, they either they lived on the plains of Mandalore before out in the outskirts. I think Bo actually says it to Grogu. Um, so. There's life like, yeah, it's flourishing, it's going on. It's mm-hmm. not the planet is not in the shape like Bo was right. Yeah. So. And again, this is where the two ideals clash. Is right. Bo was right? The planet is not cursed, even though she was like, "Well, it is still kind of cursed." She's like, look at this shit. <laughs> um, but then you know she's a skeptic, and she's like, "Oh, the mythosaur." And then she's in the water, like, "Oh my god!" Like it's right there. Yeah. Maybe the prophecy is true. So it's it's fun to mix practicality with the mysticism of it all, mm. and see where the cards are going to fall. Obviously, yeah. Mandalorian clans don't get along with each other too well. We know no. that very well. Yeah. But at some point, to unite the people, there needs to be a strong leader that's willing to, you know, see all sides and work with all sides. So I don't want to say this is the redemption of Death Watch because Death Watch did some pretty messed up shit. Yeah. But I have a feeling that part of them will come to the table. Now, I still think Paz Vizsla is going to make another pass at the Darksaber. At some oh, 100%. Just, he's going to do something shady. It's just a matter of who he's going to make it against. So it really comes down to, you know, what what it where is this going? And honestly, at this point, I don't know where they're going. And I kind of like that. I'm out of, like, the ability to to project here because they, they took a hard right turn away from what I thought it was going to be. So now yeah. I'm like, well, where is this, where is this headed? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really didn't think we were going to see Mandalore for another episode or two. So that was like really surprising. So now we've got a lot. There's a lot of mystery now. You're right. There, it's, it's really, they, they definitely threw us for a curveball because I feel like we started to get their formula down. Like I feel like last season we kind of had a feeling for how the pacing was going to be and like what they were going to do. Um, but yeah, you're right. I really have no idea what the hell's going to happen next because now we've got, we've got Bo and Mando back together and they seem to kind of be like buddy-buddy to a certain degree. Um, you know, she does say like when he, sh- when, when, when the Naboo fighter shows up, she's like, let's just get rid of him once and for all. And so it's like, she's still kind of pissed off with him. But at the same time, I think she now understands that like, Hey, like he, he's, he's trying to do it for the right reasons. Um, so you kick the door open because now they're going to go around and tell all the clans Mandalore is not poisoned. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, most definitely. I mean, a huge rally we need to return. We need to rebuild and we need to reunite. So mm-hmm. you have the, the children of the, the, Children of the Watch, right? Yep. It's the Watch. I always the watch. say the way because of the other thing. Right. Children of the Watch. Yep. 
Clan Ren, this is how Sabine comes into everything. Mm-hmm. Clan Fett, if that's a thing in, right. in Disney Universe. Either way, we're going to see Boba Fett because there was no it's, reason. It's going to happen because he's a foundling. Like he's, he's a, And the way he said, like, look at my chain code in Book of Boba Fett, or not Book of Boba Fett, in Season 2 Amanda was uh-huh. pretty much like, yeah, I'll be back. Don't worry. Hey, he's like, I have claim to this. So Clan Fett, and then um, I'm sure we're going to meet new folks. Yeah, I mean, like the, the Sabine, Sabine showing up makes so much sense. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah, I mean, like she comes from she comes from a prestigious house. I mean, for her to not be involved, if, especially when like if there's like a uh, a call to arms for all Mandalorians to come back, like why wouldn't she answer the call? Like, of course she. If it was like across all channels, yeah, most definitely she'd hear it and she'd come running. And then um, the other one that uh is what's her face that was with gar saxon oh yeah yeah that's right keep on forgetting about the crazy bitch yeah i have a feeling because the way they ended things with her they just kind of like hung it like she's still alive yeah so i have a feeling she will probably come back to be a problem child in all of this most definitely uh, create havoc along with the the watch and, and whatnot so there's a lot of pieces at play i would be i would be interested to see so there's an opportunity here to to go big on the kotor route too and introduce clan ordo if you remember candorus from coder one i don't so he's the mandalorian that joins your party on the ship and he tells all the stories of killing jedi and the jedi uh, is he the one is he the gunslinger yeah he's got the huge yeah 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 yeah. okay uh-huh. yeah that's candorus yeah. ordo and then you you play his relative in in or you'll play you meet his relative it has been so too. long since i played kotor so they could introduce Clan Ordo, which would be Legends people would be like, ah, <laughs> so um, Star Wars action. Yeah, like lots of of opportunity to kind of kick the door open when it comes to Mandalorians, establish them, get them back in it. That way, moving forward, you know, if this if this movie post episode seven and all that stuff, we start to, to see their society and how they play into it and. You know, maybe the first order tries to come after them again, and they're like, "No, nah, not this time." Sorry, um, just opens up so much more if we can just reestablish Mandalorian society That's back definitely. to the way it was, not the way Satine wanted it to be. Because it's nice as Satine's little happy-go-lucky vision of everything on Mandalore being good. That's just not who they are. It's not. Yeah, I think I think now that all of the the, the entirety of this of that planet is is gone. Um, I see them going back to more basic style of living. I agree. So, cuz you can't cuz you can't you can't be neutral. You have to be aggressive. If your defenses are down like that, you're not prosperous and you're just trying to survive, like you have to be vicious to a certain degree. Yep. That's what they're good before, at. Before we get out of here, I want to talk about that droid. Which oh, oh, the oh, the medical droid. The medical droid. I think it was terrifying. Have we ever seen anything like that before? Yes. We have. Um, what's his face? Uh, uh, um, oh, my God. What's his name? I don't know. Kenobi. What's his name? The droid. <laughs> Leader of the clone army. Oh. General Grievous. Oh. Dude, I did not know you were going with just a gruffy Kenobi. Like, I was like, that could be anybody. General Grievous Got it. is... He's oh organic. my oh my god the eye he, he's is that what that's from i know because the eye looks more human general grievous has like those cat-like eyes so but general grievous from here is a kalish 
right. the rest of him is cyborg. is cyborg. Right. But wait. But we've never seen that kind of droid before. Never seen that, but okay. the idea that an organic is just a small component of a larger cyborg generally. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. Example. Most definitely. Agreed. So I am curious if it's some sort of if it's what's left of a Mandalorian. Yeah, but why was it there? So I have a lot of questions. Why was it there? Mm -hmm. Who was it before? And how does that work? Is like it had like three different forms. It had like the little it had the little pod with the little like crab legs, and then it had the like attack dog style like thing with like the, the fins on the back, and then it became a big spider. It was so cool. I don't know who came up with the idea for that because it was it was very uh, very steampunky. Uh, yeah. it, it was it was really like steampunk in Star Wars. Never really thought that could work, but here we are. That was really cool. Yeah, and it was very hard to kill too because it like. Yeah, it just kept coming back and then like had all these different forms and stuff it was it was pretty pretty wild um but the best the, yeah the best explanation i have for you is it's some sort of or organic cyborg hybrid i mean now it's dead um similar to the way general grievous is just kalish right basically just, just his, brain his head down his face mm -hmm. yeah so it's, it's and his heart i wonder if that's like the rent and it, they'll never tell the story outside of maybe a blurb in a book or a comic it's gonna show quick. up in a comic book for sure yeah, like eight years from now yeah and, like, oh uh, that's a thing from mando kevin yeah we'll be the like remember that episode the of Mandalorian? <laughs> the mayonnaise emporium what when we're, we're sitting around the retirement home um <laughs> there it is it i was right it used to be a person oh ah, my god shut up you old fart fuck you <laughs> eat your applesauce so uh yeah so um i don't know it's we're in for a ride we're in for one hell of a ride yeah they they you remember how you said like where dave floney loves first to six you know the gears i was like i feel like they just went into fifth gear in this episode they're like get buckle up okay but remember <laughs> remember when they did that though in in season two and it was just like it went went roof but even then, it took like three or four episodes for them to do that. This one seems like, no, this story's too good to tell you. That's getting, the whole thing. Getting, I wonder, are we just going to be just full throttle the whole time? I feel like John is almost like, this is a movie. And when you watch it back, it'll just play like a movie. Like that's yeah. four hours, five hours long. Yeah. That's what I'm feeling is, Fuck. you know, we're not side questing this season. Sorry. It doesn't just, feel like it. No, it definitely feels like it's just main to relate it to a video game. It's like when the game asks you, like, do you want to do anything else? Because you can't do anything. Like, no, you bitch, this no, go, go, go. <laughs> I hate that pop up. I do, too. But I'm always the guy that's momentarily has a panic attack. And it's like, oh, did I do everything? Did I get as strong as I can? Let me go check the map and make sure I didn't leave. <laughs> And me, on the other hand, is just like, let's go. And I'm like, I'm the guy that has no armor, no guns, and wants to fight the boss right off the rip. Tim, you must be stealth for this mission. Yeah, fuck you. Boom. <laughs> Watching you play Hitman was one of the joys of my life. Oh, I'm terrible at it. I'm so bad no, you, at Hitman. You could not be an assassin if you if you tried. It's No, it's, I mean, assassin for me would just be a, a very large bomb. <laughs> Everything died within a five-mile radius. Perfect stealth. I glassed the planet. No one knew I was there. <laughs> no one knew I was there. Uh, anything else from this episode you want to touch on? I think we we pretty much got. Grogu was cute and Grogu like, is adorable. I love that he knows how to do a force jump. 
Um, oh, yes. oh, but so do you want to know why he knows how to do a force jump? Yeah, why? Did you know that Grogu and Luke trained for two years? In the Book of Boba Fett part? Yeah. That was two years. That was two years. Filoni said that the other day. And I was like, it makes sense because look it, at how built up Navarro is. That would make plenty of sense. It makes a lot of sense. I wish they would have just said that. I hate Two that. I later. hate. I hate in Star Wars storytelling that they don't have a clear timeline on the movie. Like there's yeah, no he does, dates. He seems a lot more comfortable with the Force. He, he is because he's trained with Luke for two years. And I think that's in it. And then if you go back, it makes the decision even more like, like heart wrenching. The idea that he's been with Luke for two years, like that's been his caretaker. That's been his teacher and his friend. And then it's like, you have to make a decision. Do you go the path of the Jedi or the path of the Mandalorian? And it's just like, that's that now knowing that it wasn't just like, Oh, you were with master Luke for a couple of days. He was with him for a long time. So yeah. I just wish they would have told us that. But again, it makes a lot of sense, like how Navarro changed so quickly, um, how Grogu is now so much more comfortable with the force. Like we're going to see him do more stuff. We saw him like manipulating like the, the candies and then like doing the force jumps. But at one point they're in the trailer. He like does like a force throw. He like throws yep. something like very effortlessly. Um, so yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting to see like how Grogu continues to build up in his ability. But you saw like there was a moment of, um, almost anger and doubt when uh, Bo told him to like, you have to show me, you have to like show me where he's at. And he kind of like, he got grumpy about it. He even like kind of growled. I'm like, Argh. I was like, he's Ooh, that's some fear and force. Yep. Like it's just I, like the, the extension of him now, too. but he has emotions. And so like, that's not the Jedi way. And so this, again, I think Grogu is going to end up being kind of like a wayfinder. He's going to be like Hard. that. He's going to be a great Jedi for essentially. He's gonna be Tar Vizsla, which is the the first. Yeah, he's gonna be that. He's gonna be a hybrid. Yeah, Tar Vizsla was the first to uh, wield the Force and be a Mandalorian, which will be interesting to see how they play that into where it the just, story's going. It just goes back to that one little concept uh, art, that fan art, where it's Grogu all grown up, and he's he's got Mandalorian art, or he's he's uh he's got part Mandalorian armor that's like sitting there, and he's he's doing the Force levitation thing with the ball from. From the uh, Razor Crest. I wonder if he goes back and, and sees Luke again. Maybe he has like anger issues at some point. Oh my god! Like he does the whole Obi or the the Yoda thing where he keeps going Dude back. Doesn't know how to help him control it, so they yeah. take him back to Luke, and Luke's like, "I told you, I can't no. train him." And he, yeah, and then Luke realizes how much of a threat he could be if he at least doesn't t teach him how to like control his anger. And then we see a little. Um, Ooh, Kevin, I love this ben solo running around. Ooh, Kevin, I love this. And some of the other characters from the remember the the Kylo Ren comic that we meet. Uh -huh. in that yeah, and his temple and his temple would be more built up too. So we could meet younger versions of them. And he's like, I need you to help him control his anger. Luke's like, No, I told you I won't train him. Blah, 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 blah. And then Ahsoka's there and she's like, Come on, if you don't, he could be worse. Oh, uh, the fan service episode. Good. <laughs> I am down for that. It's, it's I mean, like who knows? That could be an episode in Ahsoka for all we know. I mean, like, I think we know that they the, love that stuff. Well, that's the whole thing is every time that we've had like a new show for the most part that is introduced within the same timeline, we always end up seeing that character dropped into something else. So like for Ahsoka to show up again to pr to promote the Ahsoka show, I mean, it would make sense. Like we we first got Rosario Dawson in Ahsoka to showcase like, hey, this person's still here. We're introducing Thrawn. You, I want you to know what's coming up. OK, now let's redo it again to get you super excited for the show that's coming out in a few months. Yeah, and and 
then they showed the Purgle in the last episode. So they're they're laying the groundwork. Sabine will be in this season. And then, like, I feel like we'll meet probably before the end of this season, we'll probably meet Ezra. Um, think so? Yeah. You think so they're going to Ezra in, in Mando, not in Ahsoka? If you flip everything the way they introduced Ahsoka. Uh-huh was in Mando, so wouldn't it be prudent to introduce but, Sabine, and who comes with Sabine? Ezra comes with Sabine. But I think then, Ezra is still lost. I don't know if he's still lost, because a lot of time has passed since since he left. They don't know where Thrawn is, and Ezra and Thrawn were together. What if Ezra came back, and Thrawn is still gone? Huh. And Thrawn is out in the... But doesn't, that, know, kill, but doesn't that kill the whole like idea of like what the Ahsoka show is going to be? Not if there's a flashback in in of Ezra's time. Okay, so okay, all right. So with that being said, that it makes what Bo said today in the mine, and she was like, "I've known a lot of Jedi." Oh yeah, because well, she knew Kanan. She knew Kanan. She knew Obi Wan. She knew Ezra. She knew so like, yeah, Anakin. <sighs> she knows Anakin. She, just, she knew Anakin. Um, and I have a feeling she's one of the people that doesn't know Anakin's. Dark Vader either. Oh, he's probably dead. Um, and I'm assuming oh, uh, that would be that would be so interesting for Bo and Ezra to meet up again. Oh my God, it's just gonna knew. be the it's just gonna be the rebels. Oh shit! What if we get the who who's a uh, Zeb? What if we get Zeb? Like oh god, I love. Oh, right? Zeb. Could you imagine seeing a live action Lasat? Oh my god, Kevin, that would be so dope. But we know Hera. Chopper's coming. Like why would it? And then Hera. Well, we know Hera's coming in the Ahsoka show. I mean, if you're going to meet one, you're meeting them all. Might as well, dude. Although Hera works for the Republic now, doesn't she? Isn't she, she does. A full-on officer? Uh-huh. She's a, yeah, uh-huh. Which means we'd meet her son, too. Aww. I forget his name. I don't remember. Kanan's kiddo. Yeah. Oh, Fuck, man, I'm all watched, excited for next week now. Someone <laughs> posted, I think it was a week and a half ago, someone posted, you know, uh, happy four-year anniversary to one of those devastating moments in Star Wars, and oh, it was at, it was Kanan holding back the explosion. And I was like, I didn't watch it four years ago. I watched it two years ago, but yes. It was. I watched that on a treadmill. That was ter- that was that was so sad. Oh, you you because Tim really enjoys when I go through a show or a movie or something that he's seen like five years prior to that. So like I'm texting him the whole time going through Rebels. I'm like, man, it's so good. Da, da, da. Then I get that scene. I was like, I am broken inside was, right now. <laughs> I was loving it. I love getting the play by plays. Oh man, it was it was too good. But well, that's gonna do it for this week. We did have some news to go over, but we do not have time because we spent so much time talking about all of the other Such things. A good episode. From the two episodes, uh, Mandalorian was awesome. Bad Batch was great. If, if if the next few episodes of Bad Batch shape up the way Tim and I are are saying they will, I am just like floored at the amount of cool Star Wars stuff yeah. that we get to talk about for the next like four weeks. So stay tuned. Make sure you're following Star Wars and Scotch everywhere. Rate, review, subscribe. It really helps us out when you do. So uh, please do that no matter where you listen and or watch. Uh, we also love to hear your opinions. So, you know, if we got something wrong or something in an episode, feel free. Do it nicely, though, because we don't respond if you're a dick. Yeah, sorry. If you're nice about it. We're, we're more than happy to be like, oh, yeah, you're right. But if you're an asshole, sorry. Uh, but you can check out Timmy's FB.GG slash Darkness429. Uh, he's over there pretty much streaming 9 a.m. most days, except Sundays or so, Monday uh, or Wednesdays, because I'm here. 
Yes, he's here. So 9.30-ish on Wednesdays because it's, you know, he's got to do Star it's Wars. It's Star Wars time, dude. Chat can wait. It's very important. Well, they want to hear what you got to say about Star Wars anyway. And I, I always tell them, watch. go listen to the episode. <laughs> yeah, but they, then they harass you until they get something. Constantly. So, uh, uh, yeah, make sure you go follow Timmy Starkish429 everywhere else on the internet as well. Um, uh, Kevin Exhibition on Twitter, KMagic101 on Instagram. So you can hit me up there. And we're Rare Drop. You can go follow raredrop.co in all the places uh, and check out what we got going on. We hope you have a fantastic week. We will see you for Episode 3, Season 3 of Mandalorian and uh, Season 2, Episode 13 of The Bad Batch next week. Have a great week. And until then, Timmy. May the force be with you. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.